Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to Cats. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast. And right here, for the second time this season, is us, Curtis and I, walking yep. uh, back to our car out of a visiting arena. Yep. Uh, Kentucky has just demolished Vanderbilt on the road. I don't even remember the score now, but it was like 35 points. It was a 35-point win by Kentucky. I don't know where I'm going. Kyle's more familiar with Nashville. I do need need to say that uh, this edition of the show is brought to you by Skyline Chili. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in a bit. Um, Kyle, where do you want to start? P.J. Washington's probably the natural starting point. Yeah, I mean, like, there was tons of talk about P.J. Washington. First, I think think the best way to summarize – the game might be to just start with Bryce Drew, the Vanderbilt coach's yeah. uh, effusive praise of Kentucky. And, and, and also consider that this Vanderbilt team played number one Tennessee on this same floor one week ago um, to overtime and really kind of blew a game with the help of a questionable call. They had a six-point lead like in the final minute on number one Tennessee on this floor one week ago. And tonight they got run off the, the court. They were down 30 at halftime. It was 45-15 to 15 at halftime. Tennessee's got 15 points and 14 turnovers. It was probably the best collective defensive effort we've seen from Kentucky this season. And Bryce Drew could not sing enough praises for Kentucky. He said Kentucky might be – he started to say might be playing as well as anybody in the country. And then he said might be the best team in the country from a guy who just played the number one team in the country. Uh, Saban Lee, the guard from uh, Vanderbilt, didn't want to get into comparing but said they're definitely both elite teams. The Vols and the Cats. And then, you know, Drew went on to say of P.J. Washington, maybe the most improved player in the country. He said, yeah, his his, his exact words on, I think, uh, I think it was Higgins and Washington. He said, I can't think of a better, of of a more improved player. And um, then he said, I can't think of a better perimeter defender. So he, like, qualified. In the country, yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's where I would start. I just, the opposing coach who just played the number one team in the country here a week ago, could not say enough, uh, not just positive, but like overwhelmingly positive things about Kentucky. P.J. Washington had never had consecutive 20-point games. Now he has three in a row. He had 26 points, 12 rebounds, three steals, uh, and I think two assists. And he made all three of his three-point shots. So he's now shooting over 41% from three for the season. I think he's gotten more makes this year uh, than he had attempts all of last season. Um, and he he's uh, playing like a certainly like a first round draft pick, and and really I think got an opportunity to to chase down the lottery. Um, and you know I asked Calipari, is he gonna be, have a chance to become the poster child for why you should come back? And he didn't, said he didn't want it to be about that, but I think he can be. I mean he could he's got a chance to be the biggest leap. Of any, you know, there haven't been like a lot of guys who came back as sophomores and just made this massive leap. Well, now Willie Cauley Stein came back a third year and made a huge leap. Um, but, but this, to, is, well, I will say this though about Cauley Stein, he would have been a lottery pick if he stayed healthy after his sophomore maybe, season. Maybe definitely a first round, yeah, okay, probably yeah. a lottery pick. But then was a top ten pick yes. by coming back as a junior. But he's gonna like PJ's got a chance to be in that pantheon of like the best guys who made the best decision about coming back. And he said, yeah, that's this is why I wanted to come back. 
Um, and I asked Drew, what's the biggest difference? And he said the shooting. He said last year Vanderbilt played him like go ahead and shoot it, you know, mm-hmm. laid off him. And now he, I think he called it pure. Yes. Um, um, and speaking of that, you know, the, the nickname that's sweeping the nation, Kyle, PJ PJ stands for pure jumper. (laughs) Yes, all the uh, that's your uh, your your beautiful play on words. All the kids are doing. All the kids are using it. We don't know where we're going. We're going to follow John. Yeah, (laughs) because John Hale of the Career Journal. We're in the same garage. He's our Sherpa when we do these walking talks. (laughs) Um. Anyway, um, so yeah, but no, PJ Washington shooting has just been incredible. I mean, as you as you mentioned earlier, he had a bad shooting game against Kansas from deep. And then he comes back and has a tremendous one tonight. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, you know, he had the, the game earlier in the year where he almost had a triple-double. He had an eight-assist game uh, against North Carolina. And, and then in this three-game stretch, he had, you know, the game at Auburn – or not the game at Auburn, the Mississippi State game was kind of all about shooting for him. Uh, then the Kansas game, he, he's 0 for 4 from 3, but he dominates inside and dominates the glass. And this game was a combination of both. Yep. It was, you know, a dozen – I mean, at halftime he had a double-double. He had 18 and 10 in the first half of this game. And I thought the really interesting – other than Bryce Drew's just effusive praise, one of the most interesting things of the post game was John Calipari saying, "I and, and first PJ said he told me be this every night." Calipari told me be this every night, and I'm not going to let off, uh, stop, uh, let off you or let up on you. And then Calipari said uh, that he told EJ Montgomery, "You're going to have to deal with it, but I'm not taking PJ out uh, even in a in a blowout because I don't want to screw this up." Uh, you want to pause for a second? That's not my car, Kyle. Oh. We're this way, I'm pretty sure. We'll see you over there, John. So, um, and then, I don't know. He said, he said you know, Calipari said, I don't want to screw this up. You know, and he said, you don't, you never know when the light's going to come on. Uh, and now it's, which is the, obviously the insinuation there is that Calipari believes the light has genuinely come on for P.J. Washington. He figured something out, and he wants to keep riding it. He said, I've, I've waited a year and a half for this. I'm not going to stop pushing, you know, pushing those well, buttons on I will say this, though, and um, to your point about not – well, not, that's, this is a slightly different thing, I think. Um, but there was a moment in the second half where he had P.J. Washington at the scores table, and he took him back out because he wanted to leave E.J. Montgomery in. And Nick Richards, yeah. Well, right. I, th- I think Nick Richards came out, okay. if I remember right. Um, but this was kind of a get-right game in a certain sense, and we're lost in the parking garage right now, but <laughs> that's okay. We'll figure this out in a bit. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a game to establish confidence for a lot of different players, and that's the guy we want to talk about next. Nick Richards had some impressive plays, specifically at the end of the game. Um, so we'll tell you about him in a second. All right, it's time for me to tell you real quick about Skyline Chili. You know, I love when I go into Skyline. It's, you know, just I've told you guys before I'm from northern Kentucky. It's basically like I'm I'm going home. Uh, and when I go in there every time, it's awesome because Adam, who manages the Lexington one, is, is just fantastic to us. Uh, we talked about how um, when we did the live recording, there, the piles of cheese that are going by and all the delicious food. Every time I go, I'm, I'm normally getting, I am I am for the most part just a Coney guy, uh, but every once in a while you got to mix in a three-way, and you, you can't go wrong with anything. Actually, when I tweeted out the picture from our, our live show when we recorded 100 podcast at Skyline, he uh, 
Got a little 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 flack for only having one coney with my three way. I was I was trying to you know keep it a keep my calorie count down, guys. It was a new year, new me, and uh, but you know you just got to have some skyline because it's so delicious. Uh, listen, if, if you know you know what I'm talking about, if you've been there, and if you haven't, you should go check out Skyline. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. All right, so Nick Richards, Kyle, um, what do you think of him tonight? What do you what do you go for? Fourteen points and four blocks in nineteen minutes. I think that's right. Um, pat, pat, stats got padded a little bit at the end. Calipari clearly wanted to feed him and get him some confidence. I think he ended up making six of ten free throws, uh, and then caught a couple spectacular kind of wowed the crowd. And, and we should note, I think there were more Kentucky fans than there were Vanderbilt fans in the building tonight. And like with ten or eleven minutes to go in the game. The Vanderbilt fans completely cleared out, yeah. and it was just a, you know a Kentucky crowd left, and they got a treat because EJ Montgomery threw a couple of spectacular lobs to Nick Richards, really nice pass. One was like a deep one from beyond the three point line, but uh, got his confidence going a little bit. I mean, it's still a little bit odd that he played 19 minutes and only had one rebound, yeah, and didn't get that till the very end. But another you know big shot blocking night. Um, Obviously, a big offensive night. I can't remember if that's his his season high or not. We're walking, so we don't have our stats out in front of us. But I think um, Nick is gaining confidence by the day. I mean, seems like to me this is kind of a basically now. I think it, that's a ten game stretch where he's at least done something positive in in all ten of those games. His most minutes, obviously. The night. I mean, the nice thing about this for Kentucky is. You, you get up 30 in the first half. A bunch of these guys that you need some contribution from on the bench get to play a bunch yeah. and get some run. I mean, Jamal Baker comes well, in and hits two pure, pure threes. What did um, – let's Cal, – Cal made fit. the joke about the bench scoring. He said, yeah. no, nobody asked me about my bench. We outscored them 30-6. to six. I did – what was uh, PJ's response when I asked him about the celebration? Because I think did he say he put it on he put it on the guy's put head it on twice? his he put it on his head twice yeah, yeah. I, I didn't hear exactly what he said but. and then he and then he also threw in the fact that um you know they were just happy for Nick overall which was that's one of those like kind of cliche things but when you see a bench celebrate like that you can tell yeah I mean you can absolutely tell I, I think there have been many moments this season and if you see some of the behind the scenes videos and stuff that they've done. You, you've been able to see that this team is happy for him. Yeah, like you know, they'll met, they, they've been one of the one of the after the game you know locker room shots in one of the the videos that the athletic department has put out. They're like messing with his hair. Yeah, you know, and and Cal will come in and say, you know, you've been great. Whatever they, they've, I think they've gone out of their way, not only to show him, but I think it's also genuine. Like from all accounts Nick Richards is one of the hardest working guys on the team and he's yeah. he's trying to get it right he's putting in all the extra time effort study all that that you that it requires and and it hasn't come easily for him and so i think when you when you see a teammate do all that maybe not have the success that you've had and then get it um, i think they're definitely genuinely happy for him and i think it was i think it's big i, I do i don't think it's a lip service the idea that like if they're going to contend for a championship Nick Richards and or EJ Montgomery have to blossom and, yeah. and you know become something more than they've been to this point. Yeah, without a doubt. And then into Jamal Baker. Um, and as I think many of you, if you follow me on social media, saw my seat. And Kyle warned me when I came into the arena tonight, if you're upstairs, you're going to have an interesting view. And I definitely did. 
but it allowed me to kind of see Jamal Baker's <laughs> the beauty of that stroke. Exactly right. From from the heavens, it's 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 a really pretty it's looking gorgeous. shot. Both of them were beautiful, and and he is now he'd had a little bit of a cold spell. He's now eight of twenty for the season. That's a nice solid forty percent. And I think he's a better than a 40% shooter. But yeah. if, if he'll be 40% for them off the bench, if he'll come in and play 10 minutes and make two threes, what a, what a weapon. Like, you have a guy like Nick who's going to come in and block four or five shots. You have a guy like Jamal or Quickly, who, again, hit some shots tonight, who are going to come in and make some, some key threes. Now you've got five great starters, and I think their, their starters are basically all playing well for the most part. And, and a couple of these pieces off the bench that, that give you some depth that very few teams have. Yeah, I think without a doubt. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So we'll wrap up this edition of the podcast with some John Calipari audio. Uh, if this one sounds a little bit choppy, it was because we were walking, as we, we talked about at the top of the show. Hope you guys kind of enjoy this different different sound of the show. It's fun, and you know myself, I'm trying to get home tonight after this game. It's going to be a late one for me, so Kyle and I used our time as wisely as we could when we were walking back to the car, uh, but we always want to get them out as soon as we can after game because we know some of you guys listen to them as soon as you can, and we really, really appreciate that. Uh, so with that being said, um, I will play some John Calipari audio. Here is his press conference and what he had to say after Kentucky's big win over Vandy. John, the happiest I saw you tonight was the second half was an interior pass to Nick. He didn't bring it down. He didn't bounce. He just, just spun and shot. It's one of them. Um, yeah, but what I told him after the game was up 30, it's hard to play. I've just done this 30-some years. Being up 30, it's hard to play. My team is just halfway up the mound. We can't afford to revert back to what we've been playing. So if you wondered why I coached the way I was coaching, that's why. Like, PJ is playing so well, I am not letting him. I waited a year and a half for him to play this way. I'm not letting him slip back. I told Reed, I got to get Nick in there and let him play through some of the stuff because we've got to get Nick going. But again, he didn't check out on some rebounds. He had a tip dunk on him. And, you know, and so we're back to, look, man, this is your responsibility. And if you want these minutes, you got to do something with but I was happy with Jamal. I was happy with Emmanuel. Um, you know, I mean, we played, we passed the ball. We defended and rebounded, and we were willing passers. That's why this was what it was. We defended like crazy. I don't know what they ended up with. But second half, they started the second half 70% of their shots, which is what you expect when you're up 30. Cal, does PJ have a chance to become your poster child for the value in coming back? I don't, I don't want it to be about that. All I want him to do is, it's like Willie. It took Willie three years. But um, we've got calls that, like, this kid's the most improved guy. They can't believe it. And that was after going 0 for 4 from the three-point line. It has nothing to do with that stuff. It's his energy, his anticipation, his athleticism, his aggressiveness. I mean, that's what this stuff is. Um, they love Tyler Hero. They went crazy. You know what Tyler shot last game? Two for nine. Missed every jump shot, and they said, he's your best player. Why would you say that? Because he fights, he has a motor, he flies, he bounces. I'm trying to explain to these guys the, the, the ego stuff that you care about doesn't matter. It's this stuff that matters. This is how you're evaluated. It's like Nick. 
run that floor, block some shots, go be tough around, we'll throw you some love, make some free throws, and all of a sudden, kid, you're a totally different player. Can I shoot jump shots? What? That doesn't matter. And so it's, it's I, I was proud of how we played. And, uh, you know, but like I said, I wasn't backing up. I was harder on them in the second half than I was the first. What worked against Chateau tonight, and what do you think about him? As a Say it again. Chateau, what worked defensively against him, Golden Swallows, and what do you think about him as a player? Oh, he's, I, we recruited him, so I know how good he is. And, um, you know, our size, I, I figured, would bother them. And, and, and PJ's athleticism bothered him. I mean, PJ has done that to different players in this league who are a little bit where he can use his length and all those things. So, um, you know, again, I, I was really surprised no one asked me about our bench score. <laughs> we scored 30 and they scored six. No one asked, where was that question? We debated on asking. <laughs> I thought it would be the first one. Were you concerned at all about a trap situation here? A what? A trap coming off three. No, no here's um, this. Everything we do is, uh, is geared toward growth. And that's why you can't get crazy on just results. It's, it's growth. Are we getting better? Are individual players get better? Are they playing more confident? Are they being more aggressive? Is anybody being tentative? Why is he being tentative? How do we change that? And then the games are to build that. Um, you guys know I can't stand league tournaments. I hate it. The only reason we got to play in it, so let's play in it to get our seed better. I mean, that's, and so game to game, what we're trying to do is grow, just get better. We got better today. We got better after the last game. We've been. We've been on a steady climb, but we're halfway to where I think we could be. Nick's got to be more consistent. Keldon's got to be more consistent, especially defensively. Um, Jamal and, and Emmanuel cannot be tentative. They, they got to play. And if you've you got it going, and then we leave you in. If you don't have it going, it's not that big a deal. I said at halftime. Last game, those two, we didn't score off the bench. They missed five or six shots, and those two missed it. Okay, now this game, they were the ones that made the shots that spread the game open. And they're happy. They were happy last game, even though they didn't score and didn't play that much. This is what it is. Today, Reed gave up some minutes for Nick. What, what does it matter? Are you getting better? Are we making strides? That's, and, and I teased him at halftime. I told him I was really mad at him because I don't want any of my teams playing this well in January. <laughs> But what does that say, John, that a week ago, number one Tennessee comes in here and they barely get out of here in overtime, and you guys roll? Well, I could give you a, a number of things on, you know, so-and-so beat so-and-so, beat so-and-so, beat so-and-so, so that means so-and-so, and Buffalo should be number one. I mean, it's, that, that game, you don't know if, we, we played pretty good today. Maybe Tennessee didn't play well. Maybe. Bandy played out of their mind. Maybe they made shots. I mean, I've watched the game, and I'll be honest with you, that was their game, Bandy. And, and the call at the end, I mean, it changed the game, kind of like the Auburn game, where we almost lost because of the late, give them the, the shots, the ball. And, um, matter of fact, I hate to tell you, they were up five on South Carolina here. And there's a block, and they call a technical on a kick because he looked at a guy. 
I wasn't there, so I don't know if it was crazy. But they got the technicals too, took it out. What did they make? You knew what they did. They made it three, so it's a tie game with a minute 20. They were up five, and South Carolina was going to take it out. I say that to you that, you know, Bryce has done a heck of a job, and what with the injuries and the other stuff that he's dealing with, woo, you know, and some of the, the stuff not bouncing their way, but here's what's good about it. Throughout a season, again, I've done this 35 years, maybe longer, and I've been in Kentucky 18, how long have I been here? A hundred years? Yes. But it all evens out. So whatever happened in that game in this, please, you'll say it. Cal said that would happen. There's going to be a bounce of a ball. There's going to be a call. Something's going to happen that's going to be in their favor. It's just how it is. It doesn't, you don't go through a season where everything works against you. It just doesn't work that way. You have 15, 15 points and 14 turnovers. <coughs> is that the most connected? We had a couple guys that weren't connected, but in, in all in all, I thought we were pretty good. Plus, they, they missed some shots they normally make. You see it consistently, but end of the game, the guys are going in the tunnel, and there's just all those big blue fans. How nice is it to see that presence on the road time and time again? Yeah, our fans, you know, they travel, and, and they're crazy, and they'll be waiting out by the bus. It's 10 below zero, and they think I'm going to stop and sign autographs. I'm putting a towel over my head and running by. But it's, you know, you, it's the same thing with the tournament. We know they're going to be there, and we kind of owe it to them to play and be our best because that's their chance to see us. I would guess of all these fans that were here, none of them had tickets to Rupp, and they've probably been to Rupp five times in their life. But they're able to see us here. They're able to see us, you know, in, in different places that we play. So it's kind of neat. How, how is PJ coming along in terms of assertiveness? aggressiveness and imposing his Yeah, he's will. getting better. He's getting better because he's getting in better shape. He's winning all the stuff we do when we run and condition. He's winning. Um, he's also, um, there's no coolness. When something goes wrong, he doesn't go cool now. Like, it, act like it doesn't matter. Now, he bows his neck. Um, and the other thing, he's taking on the challenges. Like, you know, if you're what I think, take on this challenge, and he's doing it. And he basically, since he got here, said, be that guy every night. He's done it three in a row now. It's, it's yeah, I said, I've been waiting a year and a half, and I even told him, I'm not taking you out because I'm not screwing this up. Stay in. If you want to break, you come out. And I told EJ, you got to deal with it. I've been waiting a year and a half for him to play this way. And, and you don't know why the light goes on. You don't know. But you see it, and you know the light just went on. What the heck happened? Well, you don't know. These are kids. They're 18 and 19 year olds. Jack, do you want to tell us the biggest change in the second half? One scoreless in the first he was, half. He was, he was more focused. I mean, he came off a pin down and he, he held it. We got it to him in the zone. He acted surprised. It's your play. What are you surprised about? You know, I mean, they were, th and then defensively broke down back to a back. Boop, you're not into this. You're fine. Sit down and let these guys play. That's what I did. In the second half, I. I said, should I start him? And one of the coaches said, yes. I said, why? In front of the team, why? What, what would lead you to start him? So, you know, you're challenging them all different kind of ways. And starting him, they played pretty well. Thanks, guys. That was John Calipari. Thank you guys for listening. As I said on the last edition of the show, 
be sure if you have a business or know someone who has a business and are interested in some advertising, just shoot us an email, lockedonkentucky at gmail.com. It's so easy. We can get you the information. There's no, it's not going to be some pressure sell. I'm not going to do that to you guys. So just shoot an email, find out more, and we want to help promote your business. So please do that. Uh, until then, be sure to be following along with me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. You can follow Kyle at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. All those things really help. We got a new review today. I don't have it in front of me because I'm recording right now in my car uh, as I'm trying to wrap up this edition of the show. So we'll, we'll read those out tomorrow. Another, another, another great review. We really appreciate all of those guys. Um, on my timeline, I'll have Calipari's post-game uh, press conference. So if you want to see him say the words that you just heard, you can check that out. I'll also be posting Nick Richards and P.J. Washington. So be on the lookout for that. Just follow at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Thank you so much for listening. We'll have a bunch more coming up soon. So stay tuned for Locked on Kentucky. are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Um, and we're still lost. <laughs> we might. Uh, this, this might be an hour-long podcast. There's John. Oh, no. John has got a dead battery. Well, if we find our car, we will jump John Hale's car. Um, but let's pause and go check on John. Um, what well, I forgot. Talk about